Yeah, let's uh, let's trap on the feedback real quick. Strap on your feedback. Come and get it. I'm eating chocolate with almonds in it. Yeah. yeah. But earlier today, I took some uh, tortilla chips, like uh, Whole Foods 365 chips, spread them on a plate. I couldn't be bothered with taking high-end cheddar and shredding it. Right. So instead, I just took a slice of American cheese and a slice of mozzarella cheese and crumbled them in my hands like I was angry and just threw them on top of the chips. And, and Mike, pretend, pretending you were angry at something? Pretending, yeah. Right. I was like, right. I have to be angry about something. Look right. at all the manual labor I got to do. <laughs> and then I had to throw <laughs> in the microwave. Why can't I just pull shredded cheese out of a plastic bag? Arr. And then I microwaved it for 58 seconds, and then I proceeded to eat it. And it was like you picked up a chip, and they all just came up at once. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's my favorite. Sounds like the best nachos ever. Perfectly, perfectly serviceable. Serviceable nachos. I think that's. I had that at Buffalo Wild Wings once. Serviceable nachos. That's a place you'll never go again. I've never been there, actually. To tell you the truth, actually, I think I was. I was on a business trip, and it was the only thing in a sort of outdoor lifestyle mall. Uh, and I went and I think I watched a basketball game for a couple hours. The way you just said lifestyle mall and you did air quotes because I'm watching you over Zoom. Yes. Looks like, looks like you were talking about a nudist colony. Well, that's, that's what those are probably going to become, although those tend to be outdoors. It's the indoor malls I'm concerned about. I mean, this is just going to hasten the inevitable end of the mall. I don't know. Maybe it won't. We need all those temporary workspaces because people just need to be in cubicles in large buildings, thousands Side by side, working together all the time. Turns out, I don't. don't. I guess we don't need to. I don't know. That got weird. I you don't took know. It. I was just talking about nachos. I know, and you ruined it. No, it's okay. I mean, we've been doing this for a couple of months. It's not going to last forever. We know this. We know this. It's not forever. We had in New England here a weekend that was the weather was beyond anything we could have expected. We have had. Not miserable weather, but inside weather. It's been cool, if not cold, and raining pretty much every day. We got significant snowfall in the middle of April, which is unusual for the, these uh, parts. And we usually have a nice day here or there. We haven't had those. We've, we've, we've pretty much, if you've gone out for a run, you've gone out for a run and then hastened yourself right back inside. Uh, but this weekend was not that. Peter, did you do anything on the running spectrum this weekend. I guess the question to go uh, with that is, how was your run today? Thank you for asking, Brian. Uh, I did yesterday on Saturday, which was the first of two uh, sublimely nice days. Uh, I got out there in the morning for a good four and change, and uh, it felt good, and it was um, one, two, three, four, maybe my fifth run in six days. And my body was starting to tell me a few things like, hey, calm down because you're not really training. So just take it easy. Maybe, maybe easy miles. They were pretty easy miles. It, it was very interesting to go with a face mask in a temperature that was approaching 70 degrees when I was used to wearing a face mask only around at the most 50 degrees mm -hmm. where, you know, sometimes if you do a buff as you're, as you're covering yeah. 
it's double duty because it's also keeping you a little bit warm, if, especially if it's kind of chilly out there. This was not the case this weekend. It was perfectly warm and it was right around noontime. So the sun was high mm-hmm. and I had to take some breaks to go off to the side, get out sort of the flow of the one-way traffic and catch my breath. In, and I mean that like I, yeah. you have to breathe differently with a face covering right. and you have to be very disciplined about oxygen intake and how you exhale it. And I got about two miles in and I was like, I need a minute. And I took a minute and then I was okay. And then I did, you know, it was fine. But there's something that happens. It's not hyperventilating, but you know what? It might be. <laughs> I'm not a doc- As you know, I'm not a medical doctor. Right. Neither but, of us are, Peter. But it might be hyperventilating because you're sort of like in a bag. It's like we're huffing while we're right. running. Well, I, I, guess, I mean, you are doing altitude training. Essentially. I guess. I guess I'm thinning that air for myself. If everybody just wants to think about it that way, we'll never take these masks off. We'll just be altitude training all the time. Heck no. Put another coffee filter in there. Thicken Uh, that up. Thicken that up. I'm going to give you the the tale of two activities today. Wait, I'm not done. Why do we have to get right to you? It's a sharing show. You've had a couple minutes. Okay. So I got my four in. And then something miraculous happened later on in the afternoon, and that social media guru, Anna Brooks, came out, and we went for what is typically my running route, but we went for a walk together, uh, socially distancing, and that was phenomenal. So I got another four miles in, but it was at a walking pace. You know, we did it probably around a 15-minute mile pace, something like that. But uh, I ended up, I guess, so my point is I ended Saturday with about eight miles total on my feet. Oh, that was the same day, you're saying? It was the same day. It got even hotter in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I was very excited because we saw mommy and baby turtles in the Jamaica pond, and that's rare to see. Well, you were probably also excited because you saw your girlfriend for the second time in two months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. And But we were very responsible, and we did hug at the end, which I'm not too sure, but with masks oh, on. Oh, God. No, listen. We weighed the consequences and we hugged. Although a medical professional was walking by us, who had clearly just gotten off shift and gave us a little bit of a side fisheye. So I was like, okay. But we left our masks on, and I think that was fine. Apparently, apparently it's not transmissible via sweat. It's I hope. Only, well, we weren't that res- sweaty. So, no, 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 it's not. It's only respiratory droplets. It's not sweat. But but now I'm hearing like if if you have a, a dog, you're you're all done. So no, you know, I don't think that's true. I don't understand anything anymore. But to anyway, long story short, so that you can feel that you can start your story. I just wanted to say I went to bed last night, and it was the most tired I've been in forever. You would have thought I run a half marathon, or a full marathon. Well, my legs were tired. My hips were tired. Everything was tired. And then today, another gorgeous day. Unbelievable. And I, and I did zero running. I took the day. I decided to listen to my body. I'm not, I don't know if I did, however. Uh, first thing, woke up, and I did my strength and mobility exercises. And I hadn't oh, nice. done those in a dog's age. And I was, oh. so, I was so glad to do it. So uh, that was sort of what's been on my uh running calendar what what have you been doing how is your run today brian well i need to tell you that i saw the picture of you and anna on instagram both with your masks on you waving from six feet back and it just was uh it was sublime as you said it's it's heartwarming man it was great it was heartwarming it was like 
the Millinocket film all over again. I mean, you know, you guys are the stars of that. I, I just, I'm like the fluffer at the beginning of the movie, giving a little bit of may, maybe interesting something. Like, okay, this guy's running a half marathon, whatever. And then you are the story. The- yeah, but then Greg thought about that when he was building a hashtag backyard Boston Marathon video, and he made you the freaking star, and I'm like a two-bit player, and that's fine. And no, Greg, don't worry about it. I'm going to tell you what the star of that a backyard Boston Marathon video is it, it actually is Greg's guitar playing. Cause he's a, he's a maestro. He's a maestro. He's given that Jeff Cronenberg a run for his money. I'll tell you yeah. what he plays all the guitar in it. You know, I like the way that he used his own family's uh, backyard Boston Marathon as sort of the ongoing drama, but then rolled everybody else in. I almost felt like I was watching Woodstock the movie at some points because we had at least two or three videos happening at the same time. Um, it was great. I hope that if you participated in that, dear listener, you were included in the uh, photos or videos or shout outs. It's pretty good. This weekend, yes, we had very, very nice weather. We sort of jumped, <laughs> we jumped from uh, the depths of late winter into the middle of summer, all of us. And that's how it happens, right? And now it'll be sort of in between those two for the next four weeks or something. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday... I'm just going to say this was a hard week uh, here in in this household. It was just an emotionally hard week for all of us. All all four of us at some point hit the wall. uh, And it it was, we all had to dig out of it a little bit. Um, The weather definitely played no small part of it. The ongoing cloudy, gray, cold weather. Um, But also just the I don't know. The whole thing was settling in and, and, you know, thankfully we're lucky enough to have jobs and, and be working, but you know, we're still doing it, still working at home, still grind, you know, it became a grind. And and I think that's what the, all four of us kind of got, got into. We're like, Oh, we're in this grind. It's no longer this new thing we're doing. It's like, whew, hard. Anyway. So Saturday just didn't have it. I was going to run three. That would have got me for 100 for the month, and I didn't even have it to, to hit that milestone. But Andrew and I went for a very nice walk uh, out in the woods, and it was just the temperature I love. And then this morning, which was Sunday morning, I knew it was going to get warm by the end of the day, so I went out, shorts and T-shirt. I mean, it couldn't have been better. And I did – I was going to go – I didn't know how far I could run, but I was like, I'm going to do 10 trails and i've been avoiding for the most part the trails around my house just because some of them are very popular around walden pond and some other places there's just, there's just a lot of people and i wanted to avoid them so i masked up um and it was on and off i mean i was in areas where there were no people uh but i i smoked through those little areas where i knew there would be some folks and i did a trail about 80% I'd been on before, the last 20% I'd never done. Then I came home away on the road, which was weird and not advisable at all. But I just wanted to try it. So I was out exploring, basically. Wait, why um, was the road not the best? Because it was congested? Uh, because there was no side of the road. It was oh. white, white line and metal barrier. Oh, yeah. It's not about too bad. a mile and a half. And a couple times motorcycles came through. And I'm like, nah, Okay. Um, so I should have just turned around and run through the woods. Uh, it was a lot of hills and it was hard, 
Um, but I got home. Well, what was funny was I got home. I looked at my watch on my way home and I was at 8.5 and I knew that I would hit the house right around the nine mile mark. And I was approaching the house. I could see it. My watch is like 9.99 about to, and I, and I thought for one second, well, I could, I just run down the road for half a mile, turn around, come back. I'll hit 10. And my body said, no, no, you're not training. You're not racing. And you pushed yourself a lot. That was, that was a lot of trail. There was a lot of up and downhill. No. And I, I weighed that uh, decision for about four, four uh, heartbeats. And I stopped it at nine. I don't feel bad about it. You shouldn't feel bad about it. That's great. And then as a family, we did something else that we had been avoiding, which was go on our local rail trail. Which day was this? Same day? Yeah, later on. But I got Kate out of the house because she she has not been doing a lot of outside stuff. So we brought our bikes down there and it was crowded. And I have to say, there was not a lot of mask wearing or social distancing among many, many people. Uh, I did the double man. We all did like sort of a mask and a buff. Mm. And, um, we, it, it was surprising, um, how few people were sort of acknowledging and here in Massachusetts, it's actually going to be mandatory in two days. So right. why people were walking around without them now, uh, it's kind of ridiculous. It's not like, uh, you're safe now. And in two days, uh, you're unsafe. It's, uh, you, you know, you got to do what you can to keep your, your fellow humans safe. It's true. So I was a little disheartened by that, but we were all outside and we never were near anybody else for more than a second or two as we passed them on our bike. So, you know, it's not like we were all clumped up or anything like that. Well, that's good. Yeah, it, w- it was nice. Yeah, I mean, getting outside is still so important and it's... Um you know, on a daily basis, it's so vital. But at the same time, uh, I'm okay with it uh, becoming kind of chillier this week or mm-hmm. a little wet or whatever's going to happen. It's not Nothing's going to be as nice as these days have been. And that's okay because it well, makes the average bear stay, stay away. That's right. I, I do have a, a question for you or an observation. I mean, I think that experience on the rail trail on this absurdly beautiful day here at where I live was probably like a medium, mediumly populated day where you are. So I understand now your sort of hesitation and stress and what it's like running surrounded by other people all the time. Like you can't be away from other people in that situation. Oh, so that's, that's hard, man. Yeah. And when Ann and I were walking, I mean, it's a fair bet. We saw a couple hundred people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Totally different experience than what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a wide mixture of bikers, walkers, runners, parents, young parents with young, young children, uh, you know, college age people walking about doing their thing. But it was, you know, the height of the nicest day on a Saturday and it was pretty close to what a normal hot day in may would be like there i think Mm -hmm. and you know okay and but i will say probably 90 percent compliance on the face coverings 
Yeah, we had nothing like that. Now, when I was trail running, I'd say about half of the people on the trails were wearing their masks. Yeah. But that's a weird situation because people have them, but they don't know you're coming up around they the bend. Or, them on. Right. I mean, I had mine off most of the time because I wasn't near anybody, but I was I was trying to be as, as careful as I could. Um, there was only one person that sort of came around a corner uh, totally unexpectedly, and I didn't have my mask on. But everybody else, I, for the most part, it was walkers. So I was able to sort of say, good morning, and put my mask on, and one or, or both of us would go dive into the woods a little bit. Um, but yeah, being out on that rail trail was, uh, I probably saw, I think we agreed. We all saw about four times more people than we've seen in the last two months combined. Mm -hmm. It's a little disquieting now to be with a lot of people Yeah, in any way. Yeah. It's a little unsettling. It is. But uh, as you said, I think, uh, we have to go outside if we can, you know, if we're, if we're allowed, um, and yes. uh, take advantage of, of whatever exercise, whatever running we can do. Now, what some places are doing over in, um, might be in Germany or in Spain, they're doing a thing where different age groups get different chunks of time during the day where they can sort of go. So, you know, like a, a 9 a.m. to noon is older people, and then the younger people can be out from like noon to four. So that they're not crossing over. Yeah, I have to look into that a little bit more because you're right. The, the stuff in, in Spain, when I was reading that kids were being allowed out of their houses for the first time in like six weeks or mm -hmm, eight mm -hmm. weeks. Uh, wow. Mm -hmm. I, that, that is a level of, uh, of um, sheltering at home that... I, I didn't know anybody was going through except, you know, some parts of Italy, maybe, um, and, and China originally. So I guess, is that only in the cities or is that everywhere? Yeah, I can't speak to that. Wow. I don't know. That's intense. Yeah. I know, I know we have listeners, of course, in South Africa, big Hawartians uh, down there, mm -hmm. and they were forbidden from running for a period of weeks, and they just got back to it this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we are lucky have in you, some ways. Have you heard from our man in Japan, Dave Macklin? I have, and he is running, and he does run with a mask, um, but he then he can get to areas where there's no one around. He can just take it down for a little while. Okay. You know, so he I think he starts and stops his runs closer to home, so he puts it on mm -hmm. there, but... There's, he's got quite a large area where he can go. Good. That's good. It is good. It's good if you can get it. Hey, Peter, can we um, fire up the projector and go to the movies? Oh, oh yeah, always. So I need to say that, uh, you know, I have two teenagers at home and mm -hmm. uh, unexpectedly now, and we've been trying to find movies that all of us will watch. Uh, Hard to, to do. Hard to do. You know, I'm, I sort of go toward the, I know the, you know, the Westerns are out. No one's going to watch those. The 1970s sort of um, cop movies. Nobody's going to watch those. Okay. Uh, and like George Cukor, Tracy and Hepburn sort of movies. I'm the only one who's going to watch those. So the, those are my go-tos. 
Um, nobody's going to watch those. But we did find two films. <laughs> I think you're going to laugh when you hear what they are because they were unexpected uh, group hits, and I wouldn't okay. have thought either one. Okay. All right. First, uh, a few years ago, big uh, Oscar winner took a lot of trophies home, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. It's a great movie. Really is. I don't think any of us were expecting to enjoy it as much as we did. Yes. And, you know, it's an action flick. Doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but it is more than that mm-hmm. somehow. It's a good one. It's very good. It also doesn't try to be anything it's not. It was also released sense. in black and white. Really? You know, it did a theatrical run after its initial theatrical run. Uh, George Miller, the director, released it uh, in black and white. That would be intense. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Very different. Mm. Uh, the other, totally unexpected. Uh, my younger daughter is a horror fan, a fan of that genre. We watched a movie called Midsommar. Yeah, you did. <laughs> kind of a traditional horror movie when you get down to it. Um, mm. Shocking beginning, some scary jump scares and, and gross stuff, but sort of like an underlying terror going through the whole thing. A little psychological and goofy at the same time. Well, of course, done but, by the same filmmaker who did Hereditary. Now, you've mentioned that one. Yeah, that was his, that was the film before that one. Yeah. And I, I haven't gone there yet. Yeah. Um, let me say something about that real quick. But uh, all I have to oh, say is yeah. Midsummer. I mean, it was is well put together. It looked good. Yeah. It was fine. It's more meditatively scary. Yeah, if you if you can stomach some of the the gross stuff, I mean, it's it's perfectly fine with a mixed. You know, we're trying to uh, appease a mixed audience here. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Whereas his first movie, Hereditary, mm-hmm. is so unbelievably sad for the first hour it's like you you don't think it's a horror movie so much as it is a family recovering from huge loss and then it completely turns like melancholia sad it's it's so horrendously heart-wrenching and rough while there's an undercurrent of something not right yes and then i would say the last hour is so full throttle frightening and beyond scary it's beyond scary it's beyond scary peter what we're living through right now is beyond scary well yeah i wouldn't watch it right now okay you don't need it you don't need it right now right (laughs) (sighs) i I watched uh because i had recorded it off of turner classic movies and it's very meditative okay. from 1982. And I'd seen it many times before. Uh, Kiana Scotsy, which was the first of three movies that a documentary filmmaker made about Kiana Scotsy is a Hopi w- word from the Hopi language, meaning life out of balance. And okay. it is uh, nature, time-lapse, sky, ocean, deserts, forests, Mm-hmm. Uh, juxtaposed with mankind's industrialization of the planet, it's famous. It was it was on during it was it was part of their celebrating Earth Day package. Um, if you've never seen it, Kiana Scotsy, very good. 
but okay. uh, the soundtrack is very famous because it's done by Philip Glass, and it's very meditative and uh, it can sort of hypnotize you. But what I noticed while watching it here now in 2020 was, wow, look at all those people in the city streets or look at all those people getting on those trains or look at all those people driving in their cars to and from work. Um, and we're not doing any of those things, but it's, who, who does it was, it's, it's this mass Oh, look at this meatpacking plant. Like there's one sequence where you're clearly in an Oscar Meyer factory and they're making wieners and it's mass production or it's people in mass production assembling Twinkies into box. You know, there's, a, there's, you know, it's just showing how we have done a thing to most of the world. And it's not really okay. And will there be consequences for that? Well, yeah, it turns out <laughs> there actually might be. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful film. It was the first of three films he made. Were the other ones uh, similar? In mm, style? Second, second one, uh, yes, they are. The second one, which was done maybe six or seven years later toward the end of the 80s, I want to say it's Pawakatsi or something like that. And then there, there was a third one. Uh, I don't know the title. The third one was much later. It was like early 2000s. And yes, it is a similar theme. Mm -hmm. You don't, you've never heard of this? You have this blank look on your face. No, I, I don't know them. Oh man, this was big in home video. God, I used to watch that all the time with my friends in high school. Oh, well, that's the difference. I didn't have friends in high school. Right, you were playing football. Mm, you had no friends. By, my, by myself. By yourself, and you were doing yeah. a radio show with no... You didn't was, have me. I was throwing the football up in the air in the backyard and catching it. That was the first podcast, and no one knew it. <laughs> I, I did have two tape recorders. Um, I used to tape songs off the radio <laughs> with, a, with a cassette recorder and do my own bits. That is true. That is 100% true. Uh, that's in sixth grade. I did a radio show in front of my class. Now coming in at number eight, Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, no, I had done fake commercials on a tape recorder, and so I was doing like a live bit in front of them with like a panel. It was it was the way of giving a report, but like I made it a radio show, like a call in show. So I made the people call in who were providing the facts to this report we were doing for science, but then I made like fake commercials on a tape recorder. Leo Sayer, you make me feel like dancing. I think I got an A. Yeah. Well, that's really nice. I also watched 1953 Vincent Price House of Wax. Whoa. And it took me, I was halfway through the movie when I realized the guy who was the deaf mute, Igor, the deaf mute who works for Vincent Price, was a young Charles Bronson. And let me tell you, the kid was diesel. <laughs> like, what? he was jacked. He was jacked. But he's like this, like, deaf mute who works for him. Because he's a uh, he helps with the in the sculpting factory. Have you ever I seen the movie House I, of Wax? I have not seen that movie in it. Twenty five years would be. It was the, the first time. It was the first time I had ever seen it, and it it borders on camp. Yeah, no, no, no. That's it has what like I remember a, of it. I saw I saw it in high school, and that's what I remember. It seemed camp, but I mean, it's Vincent Price. Everything Vincent Price did was pretty campy. Well, a lot of it. I guess that's true. But yeah, Charles Bronson. Check him out. It's one of his first movies. It's no Bone Tomahawk. 
Tell you wow. That. Pulling that one out from last year. All right, let's leave the movies. Peter, I have a treat for you. Is it chocolate? No, it's Marathon George. Should we go to the phones? Hello, how was your run today, friends? It's GW, also known as George, or Marathon George on Instagram. I'm here to tell you a story about math, mathematics. Well, you probably say we don't care about math, we think math is dumb, we don't pay any attention to math. Who wants to hear a story about math? But we use math all the time. Every day, we just don't think about it much. Like when we go to the grocery store and there's a pack, a stack of Thomas's English muffins, and they are two for five dollars or two fifty each, and we have to figure out: Do I buy two, or do I buy several groups of two, or do I just buy the one that I need? What's the better deal? Or my favorite one of all, when I go in the running store and they say, shoes, buy one, get one half off. And I'm like, fantastic, half off shoes, I'm buying two pairs. And I buy them, I take them home, I show the receipt to Hope. I say, look, Hope, what I got, half off on my running shoes. And she looks at the receipt and says, you knucklehead, you didn't get half off, you got half off on one pair. So that's a 25% discount. Anyway, the hardest kind of math, the math that we're here to talk about, is marathon math. Now, you guys know what it is, marathon math. That's the math you try and do in your head when you're running a marathon. It starts off pretty easy. Before we even start to race, when we're getting ready to train, we come up with marathon goal pace. That's the pace we want to run in this marathon. Maybe we have a goal to finish under four hours, and so we have to we have to run nine-minute miles. Or maybe we're really fast, and we want to finish in three and a half hours, and so we know we have to run eight-minute miles. That part's pretty easy. Where, mar- where marathon math gets tough, that's when you've been running for 10 miles in a marathon or 12 miles in a marathon. Now you have a time of how long you've been running, you know your goal, and now you start trying to figure out what kind of pace do I need to run to make my goal? Am I on schedule or off schedule? Or am I ahead or behind? Do I need to speed up or slow down? What's going on? And then when I start trying to do my math, that math in my head, which you know, dividing hours by minutes, by pace, by, it just, you just can't do it. Your head won't let you do it when you're running a marathon. And then we get confused more because they have these big timers at the mile marker. And that timer says one thing and we look at our watch and it says something else. And we go, oh yeah, that clock is gun time and I'm on net time. And it took me like five minutes to get across the starting line. So that time is five minutes more than my time. So subtract five divide by the 10 miles I have left, figure out the seconds. Can I ever figure out what I'm trying to do? Can I ever do marathon math? I can't do marathon math. Where I've had the most success with marathon math is not to try and do it. Just run. When you're done, you're done. Who's that? Well, that's George Woodward right there. Marathon George. Go catch that sheep. Now, here's Brian and Peter. Boy, can I relate to that? No kidding. He's absolutely right. There's only there's only one thing he said in there 
that's just utter balderdash. And that is um, you can't buy Thomas's English muffins. You can't just buy two. Okay. They These come days. In, they come in packs. Get of, them at all. They come in packs of four or they come in packs of six. And uh, very no, often. No, no. I think he meant the single sleeve or the double sleeve. I don't think that's what he meant at all. No one's buying a single Thomas's English muffin. Come on. I hope not. Um, no. Yeah. It reminds me, he's absolutely right. And it reminds me of when you and I went to our first uh, marathon, Boston Marathon Expo five years ago. And it's, you know, the biggest thing other than picking up your packet and seeing what the jacket looks like this year and all the other swag and stuff is walking around and looking at all the vendors. I remember I picked up a pair of sweet, sweet sunglasses um, other things, but one of the things that we're selling that I almost bought were these uh, rubber bracelets you could wear on your wrist that if you wanted to run uh, an under four marathon or an under four and a half hour marathon, you could buy these bracelets, which basically told you what time it had to be at every mile. And I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, so you don't have to use your brain because it's so hard to use your brain. And then I remember that running of the 2015 Boston Marathon, maybe by like mile 14 or 15, you just started seeing those bracelets on the street because people got so mad (laughs) that they kept looking down and being like, well, I'm not going to make this time. This is stupid. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't buy that. That's hilarious. Yeah, that first marathon I had riding up and down both forearms. That sweats away. Uh, yeah, and you it can't, like, doesn't really. You think every mile I need it. to be in there, and oh my god, it's so funny. I, I, after that, I started grouping things in like five miles. Yeah, and say you know roughly this, roughly that, but I mean I don't know. Any race, you don't want to go out too hard, but you want to push yourself as hard as you can in the second half. That's I've gone what it fully. Comes down to. I've gone fully binary. I'm either running or I'm not running. That's it. Well, I, Coach Paul is still trying to break you out of running in one one pace, right? You well, find multiple paces. No, he, I can do multiple paces, which okay. the, the marathon, the backyard marathon Monday proved. I yeah, no, I actually can. The joke is all the training he's doing at these really slow paces is making me faster. Right. I just don't Good. know it. You right. know, I just I don't know it till I need to know it. And I think that's the point. But to George's thing is like, don't even sweat. I mean, just go and run, man. Right. Well, these days, absolutely. Having said that, I haven't been able to break out of leaving my watch at home, which is something I desperately want to do. Well, I do a thing where I switch it to uh, heart rate. So that's all I see. I know. I got to upgrade. I don't have that yet. Oh, okay. So I look down and it's, you know, it's either speed up or slow down or keep going the way you're going. And um, that has really been helpful. And, and when it dings for a mile, I don't really pay attention to it. Um, you know, unless I'm doing speed work, whatever that is, I haven't done that in months. Uh, and I don't have any reason to do it now. But just uh, log in the miles. I, st- I mean, I still like to do it. But um, yeah, I'm not, I am never looking at pace on my watch these days. Well, that's good. Well, Marathon George, thank you for your wise wise words about stupid marathon math and why we should never do it. Uh, 
I would love to use a porta potty right now. And let me let me back that statement up by well, saying Well, we can just pause the recording. Do you need to go do something? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I wish it was a period in human history in which I could be getting ready for a race and using a porta potty and squirting a little Purell on my hands and being like, that's enough. Let's you go. Know, you raise a really let's, good point. Let's go grab some cups off a table and and uh, eat some stuff off a, a something else and and hang out with people. You raise a really interesting point <laughs> in that um, most likely the porta potty industry will be one of the last ones to come fully back online after all this is over. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we need them. Mm, I can hold it. No, you can't. Sure, I can. I can't. Yes, you can. No, I I would like to have a porta potty in my backyard because my house is too far. I can tell you. You that. could you could do that. Maybe that's your way to help them right now. Who who the porta potty industry that's hurting right now? <laughs> but it's not. There's no way to keep it sanitary. There's you can keep it sanitary enough, but given our virus environment, you can't keep it sanitary, brother. Not going to happen. Okay. It's just an idea. I'll still get one. Hashtag support porta potties. <laughs> Brian, a happy belated birthday to our musical maestro, composer extraordinaire, Jeff Cronenberg, who makes all the original music for the show. Happy birthday, Jeff. Um, welcome to the Pandemic Birthday Club. I'm also a member. Jeff, happy birthday. I'm glad uh, you enjoyed your ice cream. And Brian, by the time this thing streets, I think you might have hit a birthday too. You might be joining the the pandemic birthday club too. That's right. I'll be having a birthday and um, celebrating it uh, with the same three people that I do everything with, my family. Could I suggest you celebrate it by shaving your head? No. You suggest whatever you want. I'm not going to do that. That's not a reality. That's not something you would cotton to? Nope. No. Well, that's all right. No, I've, How got are you? Lot, I've got a lot of hair and uh, like Zero Mostel tells us, if you got it, flaunt it, baby. If you got it, flaunt it. How do you get all that into a running hat or do you do you let that fly freely now? Are you pre-fontaining? No, it's under there. It's not that much hair. It looks like a lot. It looks from, like a lot. From where I'm sitting packs down well hey we got to give a shout out to uh Hawartian evening dupree she threw us uh, a tip on the uh website and uh it was very nice of her to do that uh, it was an unnecessary but uh we thank you because it helps make the show possible so thank you evening for doing that that was very nice of you that's great you know we've gotten some other tips on the website but we haven't gotten names for some reason like that that might that might have been a uh, program software glitch Kind of it's it's an operational error thing, but it's also um, it doesn't necessarily show. It shows us when we receive one, but not from who, right? Or from whom I okay. should say. Uh, I just happen to know because she was uh, socialing just uh, at the moment where she was like, "Hey, I'm going to go do this now," and then she did. And, oh, I see. Uh, so we well, know she did. To so everyone. if yes, to everyone who's given us even anything, oh my gosh, that's so great. And let's 
Yes, thanks to every uh, listener, Hawartian out there, who's given us any kind of contribution on our website. It means the world to us. It really does help offset the cost of posting these uh, several times a month. The hosting fees for the site, all that stuff adds up over time. Uh, so thank you. You're keeping us going. Um, also, a huge thank you to The Path Project for sending both Brian and myself a, a, a collection of their fine clothing. I, again, man, I've been running in that running hat. No joke. Every run since I got it is perfect. Peter, I don't know. I have the heavier shorts that have a bunch of pockets with these heavy-duty zippers on it. They're very lightweight shorts, but they're sort of uh, water-resistant, I guess, and, and a little bit um, thicker than a summer lightweight short. And I go running them, I come back, and they look perfect. And I normally I just take my shirts off and throw them in the hamper and, and uh, change. I don't, know, I don't want to take these off. I feel bad because they feel like nothing's happened to them. They're such good quality, you know, like I, I go for a long run and then they, they don't care. They're ready. They're ready to go all day. I wore mine all day. Yeah, it's very nice. I was wearing the, uh, the, the very tight fitting shirt they made. That's very light material, but mm -hmm. it's tight fitting. And I did that to do my floor exercises this morning. It was fabulous. So thank you very much, guys. We'll, we'll take whatever you got. It's awesome. I'd never Path heard of them before. Projects. Path Project. Never heard of them. Loved it. Love it. Great quality clothing, I have to say. All American made, too. Is that right? That's what it said. Can you hear when my email dings? Yeah. You can. Oh, yeah. Is that true? Yep. Oh, that's the worst. Does, was that all over it? Da-ding, 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 da-ding. It's fine. Doesn't matter. It's Everybody's doing everything from home. Come on, break. Can I? All right. Can I just um, tell you that I watch a show through BritBox, uh, and it's called EastEnders, and it's a daily soap opera. It airs Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, every single night in the UK. It's a very famous show. It's been on for forty years. Called EastEnders. Okay. I got really into it last August. Been following a lot of storylines. They stopped production because of COVID-19. So of what course. they did about a, not even a month ago, yeah, no, about a month ago, they stopped showing four shows a week. They only show two. I believe I'm very close now to where they're going to run out of shows. And I'm not too sure they're going to tell us when they do. So I'm very concerned. So I've gone Monday and Tuesday, I go on and there's a show there and I watch it, but there's going to be a Monday that comes soon and there won't be a show. No, and they're going to play a show from 1967. You know what? I'd be cool with that. If they do like a best of classic thing, I guess I'd be fine because there's a lot I've missed. You can get some on YouTube, but uh, I'm just eking out this existence here. Oh, man. All right, so Brian, let's, uh, we're looking at the, uh, another week coming up. Uh, yeah, another week. What do you, what do you, looks, what, looks like last week. What's your fitness goal? What are, you, what are you looking at? Anything? Just getting through it? Just running. Oh, I think I'm going to get back to running every day. Uh, I've been mostly doing that, but um, I really like the uh, ending the day with a little run was really good. We'll see. Now, now, the, now that the weather has changed, I mean, before it was sort of like, it was pretty cool in the morning, cold actually, most mornings and dark. And now, and so we would wait until five or six in the evening when it had warmed up a little bit. Yeah, now yeah. Uh, things look like they're going to be at least in the 40s and warmer. 
uh, all during the day. So that will be pleasant. So I, I don't know. I guess I should. <laughs> I guess I should take your your question a little seriously and actually figure out what I'm going to be doing for the next seven days, or not. Well, I, I will tell you this. I definitely benefit from uh, setting up a schedule and following it. I have to say, because if I don't, I go to places that aren't great. So I need, I need to sort of keep my head above water here. How about you? Well, I did uh, about 75 miles in March, about 79 miles in April. I'd like to see May be, you know, 85. 85 would be pretty good. And then try to click upwards of 90 in June. Nice. That's, that's just roughly the plan. Not a huge increase, but steady as she goes and um, keep using it. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, this out loud, but I think I missed the gym. Yeah. I, miss, I think I miss having a dedicated place where I would go and do some different things. And I, I think when this is all over, I might take up spinning again. Remember we used to do spin class? I do. I think I might, uh, I might get back into that because I think something, you know, something different would be good. Well, you can get a good workout and you, you get one day off your feet, which is nice. Which is nice. Yeah. You still have the bike there, I see, in your background. You still use it at all? Barely use it at all. Part of it um, had to do with the weather because this winter it never really got cold and nasty for a very super long time. Right. I'm always going to go outside and run if I have the opportunity rather than hop on a, a either a spin bike for a class or a spin bike in the house. Of um, course. So if I, if I could even go out and scratch out three miles, um, I'd much rather do that running than uh, do it on a bike. But also part of it is just... Yeah, it wasn't motivated. I mean, sure, most of March I could have ridden the bike and watched a movie or something like that. I just didn't have it. It's been a tough time, buddy. Oh, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> what the? Peter, I have to tell you something. So this morning at 6.30 uh, a.m. in the rain, I dutifully got up and turned on my uh, Zoom app to join the November Project Boston workout. And traditionally, uh, that's a hill workout. So, of course, we're all working out remotely and alone. Luckily, I have a set of three little hills that descend from my driveway. Um, and if I do them all together, it adds up to a mile. Okay. okay? So it takes three little hills, but I can get a, a mile of hill repeats. And, and my workout is to do that three times. Pretty good. Now, imagine this. I, we're out in the suburbs. We're pretty far spaced apart, these houses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, not a lot of traffic. And especially these days, not a lot of traffic. Not, sure. a, not a lot of people. There's no reason to come here unless you live here or you're a landscaping crew or you're delivering something, right? You got plenty is, of elbow room. Yeah, this is all set up for what happened during my workout. Okay. Now, occasionally at 6.30 in the morning, I might see a runner or a pair of runners. Sure, happens. Even during this time of quarantine, I might see a biker. Actually, I'm very likely to see a biker. Um, but, you know, they're, they're on their way and they're doing their thing and we just have it across paths. 
Okay. This morning, I run my first hill, I run my second hill, I run my third hill. On my second approach to the second hill, I see a little gray car. It's stopped. There's a person getting out of it. I look over. It's like a college-age gentleman. He's wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt and huge headphones, like huge Beats wireless headphones. And he puts something on the ground next to his car. I think it looks like a, a weight plate that you would use like on a bench press. But like I, I'm a big not sure. round 25 or 50 pound weight? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know what this guy's character is doing. So I keep going down, 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 down the hill, hit the bottom, turn around to charge up the hill. And this guy <laughs> is in my neighbor's front yard mm-hmm. doing like bear crawls and like warming up for some, some sort of something. And I'm like, huh. Now, he's parked a little bit down the street. Does he know the person's yard he's, he's doing the bear crawls on? And you've like, not seen we... this guy before. He's not your neighbor. No, but it's an odd time. Like, there's so many college kids who are home who, sure. I, would ne- who I wouldn't know. Sure, and sure. don't live here anymore, obviously. Like, my own daughter's here, and why, why would she be here? So, um, I wasn't surprised I didn't recognize him, but I was surprised that if he did, in fact, if that was his house... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why didn't he park in the driveway? Right, 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 right. So he's parked down the street, and he's literally doing like bear crawls in this person's yard. And then I'm like, all right, I, I don't know what's going on. So I, I chug up the hill, and I, I, was, I, I basically wanted to set a baseline for myself mm-hmm, because I want to mm-hmm. do this workout because we're now going to be in this situation perpetually forever uh, mm-hmm. in my mindset. So I'm like, well, in a couple of weeks, I'll see if I've improved. So I go down my other hill. I go down my other hill. I come back. So now I'm about to descend that same hill. He is charging the other way, holding the 25-pound plate in one hand and just ripping it up down. He's got it down like, um, like you know, he's, he's got like his arms extended. Discus style? Yes, correct. Okay. And he's running up the hill. Uh, well, his, his arm's not waving a lot because I, it's got oh, it's a heavy weight. weight yeah, in it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. So then I get to the bottom of the hill. I turn around. He's walking back down. And I, I, he's got these big Beats headphones on. And I'm just like, nice work, buddy. And he gave me like a, like, you right. know, that was his right. response. That, that's a, as much human contact I've had outside of my nuclear sure. family. So it was pretty, pretty, you know, my heart melted a little bit on that. Who point. is this guy? I don't know. And so I finished my workout. Um I did my three miles. I went into my driveway, but then it started to pour with rain. I, I mm. lucked out in that my workout actually happened during this little respite mm-hmm. we had of rain, totally unanticipated because the map said rain all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I lucked out and um, it started to pour and I did hear him chugging up the hill again, uh, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to go wandering out in the rain to go say, Hey, who are you mystery man? And where are you from? But that's because I've never seen a workout like that before. I know people who use weight vests. I know people who use um, parachutes to slow themselves down. I've never seen someone actually running up a hill with a, a weight in one hand. Seems a little unbalanced to me, frankly. No, I mean, I certainly the weighted backpack is a common thing or right. um, other 
sort of strapped on, you know, weight right. belt even or uh, leg yeah, but weights. The, but it's common. all even, evenly right. distributed. Right. So yeah. maybe what he's doing, maybe he'll do another set with it in his other hand, I guess, because you want to balance that out. That I can't imagine there's a sport. Oh, yeah. No, you would have to switch it over. Totally. <laughs> over, well, because you, but you would also over. Up. But you'd also hyperextend that side of your uh, uh, your counter side of your waist and stuff like you yeah. might hurt yourself. That's yeah, it's a very it was a strange workout. Maybe he, well, yeah, he looked strong. I mean, he he looked you know he was wearing all these baggy clothes, but to me he looked about six two, probably in the two twenty five two thirty range. So and there's no way on his Beats headphones he was also on the same November Project workout you were on. Well, it's possible I wasn't even in that workout. What happens is for people who can't go outside or don't feel comfortable running or, or whatever, they do an inside workout. So you can stay with that and right. um, join the crew for, for the inside workout. Um, and then up until today, it's been like, well, if you can run and you're outside, come back at 720 and we'll, we'll congratulate each other and say hi to your friends and all that kind of stuff. Um, right, today, right. Uh, they set up a breakout group with all the runners, but because I was, I was having some technical Problems. I also, frankly, wasn't going to just hold my phone up to my face the whole time. Um, that didn't interest me. No, I, no. I turned it off and just listened to some music, actually, which was cool. So it was unlikely. He may have been listening to, though, um, the How Was Your Run Today Backyard Boston Marathon recap. That That's possible. You mean the hashtag hash out episode 195? Yeah, it's, it's actually now that I think about it, why would he have been drawn to this particular area? And right. probably because he had seen yep. my family on yep. the internet. Yep. And, and he was he probably be in the birthplace yep. of, of the backyard Boston Marathon. I mean, and he, yeah. And he thought he, he might would. get, he might get a rare sighting of Peter Villa. Well, he thought I was Peter Phillip. That's well, that's why everyone does. Everybody right. does, which is fine. I think yeah. I benefit on both ends of that. In fact, now that I think about it, when he grunted, what he really said was, No, oh, it's Peter. not him. No, you're saying that's no, not, not him. him. Oh, damn it. I brought this weight for no reason. I was going to have him sign this weight. Uh, I drove all the way from Virginia, and it's, and it's just Brian. I hope that's not uh, true. I hope he didn't cross state lines. Oof, careful. Who's going to carry the boats in the logs? So that's my little story. Let's go back to our previously scheduled program. I'd like that. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> hey. hey, I'm just going to guess here. This has been episode 196. That's right. Of how is your run today with Brian Gould and Peter Villa. Music is by birthday boy, Jeff Gornberg. Anna Brooks is a social media guru. Andrea Bonnie Gould is our artist in residence. Thank you to Greg Shea for making that Backyard Boston Marathon film and everybody who participated in it. If you want to know more about this program, go to howisyourruntoday.com or hwyrt.com. Also join us for our Sat Stat Chat that is on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook on the weekends. Join our community, tell us where you ran, how the weather was, and please include a sweet, sweet photo. That's terrific, man. Just try to stay going forward here. Don't you know? Don't don't fall backwards. Let's fall forwards. Fall forwards. That's that, what I say. <laughs> I like it. If you're gonna fall down, fall forwards. Are you recording? Because let me say, uh, let me tell you something. Nope. Nope. Oh, I'm recording. I just had a very visceral, vis, 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 not visual. I had just had a. I just had a very. Uh, <laughs> I can do it. 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 Don't look at me like that. It's fine.
I just had a very, uh, nope, I screwed it up again. That's amazing. That's amazing. It was as if we had been filled, uh, like someone had parked a car outside, like the Joker van, and pumped in Joker gas. And we <laughs> all went insane for five minutes. <laughs> what are you trying to do to me?